Hey guys, I'm Laura and I'm Anna and welcome back to your weekly dose of relatable content, questionable advice, lots of laughs, and as always, girl vibes only. Hello everyone, welcome back to Girl Vibes Only. I'm Anna. And I'm Laura. And we are kicking off our very special Halloween week at Girl Vibes Only. And we are so excited. I'm sitting at Lauren's house. It's like the perfect setting, Mm -hmm. can I just say. It's a gloomy fall Saturday. It's chilly out. It's like in the 50s. I broke out my Uggs for the first time today. Anna's in full black attire. Full black. I have a beanie on. like (laughs) An orange one, actually. A bright orange one (laughs) earlier this morning. Uh, you know who uh, Snapchat me and was like, what are you do- going hunting? And I was like, yeah, big hunting gal, didn't you know? Um, but big yes, hunting. it is literally, we're drinking our lattes from Starbucks. Yeah. The mood is set, everyone. We're so excited for Halloween. Yeah, it is definitely spooky season for sure. Um, I'm so excited for this week because I always love when we have planned mm-hmm. themed podcast episodes and topics myself as well and this one's cool because we haven't done something like this we kind of have but yeah not to this extent last year we kind of focused on um cr- true crime yeah that was like our thing last year so this year we wanted to f- switch it up do yep. something a little different and even you know we are going to be having um our book club episode this week. So we're really excited about that. Mm -hmm. But even the book club episode is a little on track with the rest of the week, which is kind of crazy. But so this week we're going to be talking about all about conspiracy theories. Yeah. Which I'm a huge conspiracy theory fan, not in like the way where it's like, you know, you think the government's out to get you. Yeah. And like, not like I'm not a flat earther. And like, I do think we landed on the moon, shit like that, you know, but I, I find them entertaining. Like it's cool to like, listen to be like, no fucking way. Like this could be an option. I remember watching something on, I think it was like TikTok or Mm -hmm. or something. And it was someone talking about those people who are like flat earthers. Yeah. Only people like landed on the moon. And they were like, if you ever like get into a conversation with someone who is that deep into conspiracy world, like if they say to you like, Oh, I can't believe like you believe like people landed on the moon. Like that's insane. I can't believe you believe that you, like you just sit back and be like, Oh, Oh, you're one of the people who believe in the moon. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you believe like, there's a moon. Okay. You like out weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that just reminded it's, me. Yeah. No, it's, it's so funny though. Cause I find conspiracy theories so interesting, but like, you definitely can't deep dive too yeah. much. You can't think everything's a conspiracy. So for me, I think like, this is how I approach conspiracy. Conspiracy let's, theories. Let's hear Lauren's approach. <laughs> Lauren's POV. So I just think that you could make a case for literally anything. Oh my God, yeah. So that's kind of how I approach any topic. I'm like, technically, yeah, you could literally debunk or confirm anything if you pull out the right mm-hmm. content, the right research. So I have always kind of been like, Luke. I think they're so interesting and I like talking about them. And there's some that like I believe oh, yeah. like more than others. Me too. Um, but it's definitely something that like I don't know like if I'm the type to believe in like aliens and things like that. 
I know. I knew that. We're gonna, we'll, we'll get to that in a different episode, Laura. But wow, you just opened a can of worms for me. That is probably my strongest. Is it really? Yes. Are you kidding? Of course it is. We're not going to get into it because, well, that's a different episode. Different episode. But wow. <laughs> I That's I funny. Yeah, no, I just think they're so interesting, and yeah. I think they can be really fun. But that's, like, how you said. Like, the other thing on conspiracy theories, I feel like, is it's very much open to, like, they were thinking this way, so that's right. why this, that, and that happened, you know? Like, it's right. very open to interpretation, very opinionated, yeah. which is, you know, why things get so heated. But it's, I, they do get it's heated. so they can get really creepy, yeah. and it's like nothing is as it looks, and I just find them really fun. So we wanted to spoke, focus on conspiracy theories this week, and yep. to kick off the week, we figured we'd do kind of like what we did last year with the true crime episode, but with a conspiracy theory. Yeah. So, this week, we are talking about the Philadelphia exper- Experiment. Wow, I feel like I need to redo that. I, I fucked <laughs> it up. Uh, pretend I didn't say that, guys. This week, we are talking about the Philadelphia Experiment. I can't with you. <laughs> I mean, I want to be like, what's her face? Ashley Flowers. Ashley Flowers. Yeah, actually, also, I when Anna wanted to talk about this um, yeah. specific conspiracy theory I was like oh I like don't know about it like should we have it be like where you talk about it and I kind of react and then I was like wait no because mm-hmm. that makes me Brit and I am not <laughs> I'm not, not Brit <laughs> so we both know this Anna yes. definitely knows more about it but I feel like I told Lauren to listen to a podcast I listened to and you know whatever I feel like I'm definitely like I know the gist of the story but Lauren has all the notes out with the specifics I have you know? some, some little details yeah because right I, I can like read tell a story but I'm like wait what year is this like I don't know that wait, shit. can we actually confirm how alike this is for a person right <laughs> so I have a full notebook with notes written down this isn't even my <laughs> theory to talk about I have notes written down Anna Marie comes here today and it's like Hmm. Yeah, like I, I think I could just swing it. I can talk about. It. I was like, "What's the guy's name again?" So I wrote her a little note sheet with the names. So, but to be fair, when I pitched this idea to you, I also had just as much information as I do oh, now. I was. <laughs> it, it's very. It, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. But it's just very with our personality. Yeah, it's yeah. like I show up late. <laughs> Lauren has my coffee. It's a full, I mean, I mean, it's on brand. It's you know, whatever. I would expect right. nothing less. So, what is okay. the Philadelphia? So, basically, experiment. the Philadelphia experiment is a conspiracy theory that in the naval yard in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, out on is it the Schuylkill? Mm-hmm. It leads out to Schuylkill. Yeah. Um, so, basically, this happened. Do we have the year of when this is believed to have happened, or the year that? The book was published during uh, World War Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, okay, it was World War Two era. Okay, and I believe it was around 1943. Okay, that yes, that makes sense. Okay, so basically, it's a theory that um, a naval ship in Philadelphia, the government was running government testing, and it's a theory that the ship went missing, like disappeared, evaporated, evaporated in thin air. And then a few minutes later, reappeared back in the harbor. And um, so this is a theory people deep dived into. But we need to kind of start the story with um, Morris K. Jessup, who is an author. And he wrote a book about 
it's called The Case for the UFO. And it's basically a book um, that goes into, you know, how aliens are real and all of this research that he has and everything like that. And um, I don't know that it was like a super successful book. I think it's probably something, you know, like Lauren says, she doesn't believe in aliens. So it's probably something some people poo-pooed. But a couple of years after he, um, you know, published this book, he received a copy of his book in the mail with um, notes were in, in all of the margins of the book from a random person that he didn't know. Mm -hmm. And the notes were like agreeing with a lot of the points that he made in the, made in the book, you know, saying how, um, a lot of the theories that he theorized were correct. But then at the end, there was a note that basically said, I guess there was Isaac Newton. Basically there's Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. So basically there's a theory that, um, Albert Einstein was very close to uh, finding, like, uh, what you call it? Um, was it time holes? Yeah, it's a, it was essentially, like, kind of confirming the mathematical equation to having time portals, like yes. time holes. So, like, time travel, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And um, so there's a, a lot of theory that Albert Einstein was really close to making this discovery, but never did. And apparently this, um, you know, letter writer in the book basically was saying that Albert Einstein did find, did make that discovery and did find the equation for time travel. And the U.S. government has it and it's a top secret thing. And they have been doing testing on this, you know, equation and you know you know trying to see if they can actually time travel and he witnessed in the naval yard in 1943 the disappearance of the ship in the philadelphia naval yard and um he said that the ship it's it just sounds funny when you say yeah. it but i i kind of it's, it seems a little spooky <laughs> um the ship basically a green like cloud of smoke like covered the entire ship and I guess when the government was doing this experiment they were expecting no one to be on the ship but there were a few naval passengers who had lingered on and this guy so the guy who wrote the letter his name's Carl M. Allen and um he said that he was on a ship next to the ship that the Philadelphia experiment happened on and I don't I think he was just he wasn't supposed to be there. He wasn't supposed to be there either. Yeah. yeah. I think so from what I learned to add in a few details. Yeah. So the ship is called the USS Eldridge mm -hmm. that actually is the one we're talking about that kind of <laughs> disappeared, had that green smoke around it. And the, in, but this guy, Carl M. Allen, he also went under the pseudonym Carlos Miguel Alande. So if you've heard either of those names, that's same mm -hmm. guy. Um, the intention of what was supposed to be happening was they were trying to utilize this formula mm -hmm. to help them win World War II and essentially render their ship invisible. So that was like what, again, like yeah. kind of crazy, but that was what they were trying to do. And then this is where the guy watches this take place. Right. And I will note there are, we do, that is a naval tactic already um, with like sonar radiation and stuff in the ocean. Uh, they have developed things to like throw off sonar radiation uh, detection so that you can go like, you know, essentially invisible through mm -hmm. a sonar gun but 
Is that what that is? Yeah, it said no, whatever. It's like tracking. Yeah, you can't go invisible, but this is literally the ship would be invisible. Right. Um, so essentially, he wasn't supposed to be on the ship next to the USS Eldridge. And he watched through a porthole. This whole thing happened where the USS Eldridge went up into green smoke and he saw the people who were on the ship literally start to like scream and like essentially melt into the ship and then all of a sudden the ship was gone it evaporated was out of the port couldn't be found anywhere and he was looking around and he was thinking like am i i must be going crazy what is going on so he's sitting there panicking and then he said about 15 minutes later the ship reappeared on the in the dock and he was like what the hell happened so he has been doing his research all along trying to find people that may have been on the ship finding other contacts and he only has one other name and um but like he hasn't gotten in contact with him anything like that so he sends all of this information in notes in the book the case with the ufo to morris k jessup morris gets it in the mail and he was like what the fuck is going on mm -hmm. so he's doing his own research you know looking into it and um he's you know trying to come up with something but can't you know i guess the case kind of goes cold as you would say he can't find anything to back this evidence up he's like this must be just some crazy person whatever lets it go and i think at the time too the way that um the carl m allen alande how he sent the book over mm -hmm. it looked like there was three different inscriptions yeah on it so it was almost like it made I, either Carl made it look like there mm -hmm. was three different people who wrote in the margins or I don't know like there was also like some some notes about like extraterrestrial type yes. language or maybe type inscriptions in there so again like I think that was also why it was hard for Jessup to kind of follow up on a lot of yeah these and there's items. a like a lot of crazy stuff within the book of like a lot of equations and theories that like the lay person wouldn't know like right. advanced you know astro he could tell this guy was smart essentially yeah. like this isn't like a crazy granted, some person. of it could have been just made up bullshit right but a lot of it was a kind of too smart for that to have been the case that's why he was so intrigued by it but doing his own research nothing came up came up flat so he let it go ignored it then a few years later he um receives a call from the u.s government and essentially is like we need you to come down to dc we need you to come in for questioning and he was like what the fuck is this about and they're like it's about your book the case of the u.s ufl and he was like am i about to get in trouble from the u.s government about exposing them for ufos like yeah. he's probably sitting there thinking like look at me i did good research <laughs> yeah so he shows up in D.C. and he's, you know, with the government and he is led into a room with like top CIA executive, like top coded people and is like, you know, why am I here? And basically they were sent his book as well with all of these inscriptions similar to what his looked like, but it was like far more detailed and like explained out astro theory that like top scientists currently in the field don't even fully have their head wrapped around so they're like we like we're trying to find this person you know can you match up any of the like you know uh writings do you know who this is blah 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 and he was like actually you know i got received a similar package in the mail so he brings his book over 
and they're trying to match up the writings and they actually obviously find similarities in the personal note that Carlos or Carl had written to um, Morris. So they were like, obviously one of the people writing in both of these books is Carlos. So they went to go question him. And basically uh, Morris is working with the government as kind of to try and figure out who is writing this information, who knows all of this stuff, things like that. And I guess Carlos was working with the, on this for years. And one day he calls his brother and he was like, I'm getting really close to figuring out what's been going on, what happened with the Philadelphia experiment, who's writing these letters. I've been doing so much research and I think I'm close. What do you know? But the next day he is found in the Naval Yard in his car dead. And basically someone had um, strapped an exhaust pipe or a pipe onto his exhaust pipe so that none of the, um, the, the you fumes, know, fumes yeah. were, they wasn't exiting the car. It was going back in. So basically, you know, he died. What's it called? Carbon. Carbon monoxide. Yeah. Like poisoning. Yeah. Um, so he was found dead. And obviously the people were saying it was a suicide, but it clearly wasn't because he, of what he told his brother. Yeah. Like, what he or, told his brother and everything like that. So we may never know what actually happened to Morris K. Jessup. We may never know what his findings were. It is possible that it was seized by the U S government, but people found out about everything that happened about the, you know, conspiracy about the USS Eldridge, about Morris, about Carlos, everything I just told you. And people were really interested. So they called it the Philadelphia Experiment and they made a few movies about it. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you know? But <laughs> um, Al Balick, when this movie came out about the Philadelphia Experiment, he watches it. And as he's watching it, all of a sudden he's like, it's seeming very familiar to him. It's triggering some memories in his head and he can't sort it through because it's not memories he like talked about in his everyday life. And he almost becomes obsessed with like, yeah, what he comes, becomes obsessed with this film about the Philadelphia experiment and is telling his wife about it. And he's starting to really struggle. So his wife takes him to therapy for past life regression. And if you don't know what past life regression is, it actually is in a lot of like conspiracy and ghost theories that your ghost stories that you hear, where basically it's a therapy technique where you go in and you're hypnotized to remember yourself in past lives. And it never ends well. It always, it sounds super interesting and like it would be cool, but like every ghost story you hear about past life regression, it just drudges up obviously issues from your past life that right. you then have to deal with in your current. And um, so it's really creepy shit. So he goes and does this past life, past life regression, comes out of the hypnosis and whew, has a slew of things to say, let me just tell you. So basically, Al Balick apparently was born in 1927, had a fairly normal life, a wife, some kids, you know, a typical American family. After doing the past life regression, it comes out that Al Balick is not his name. And he was not born in 1927. He was born a decade earlier in 1916 under the name Edward Cameron. And he was on the USS Eldridge during the Philadelphia experiment. He was there. He was a, you know, uh, in the Navy, had done a tour during World War II, um, or World War I. World War II. World War II. Um, and he was on the ship 
I guess wasn't supposed to be. People didn't think he was going to be there. I guess like um, Carlos had stated, the ship, there was a cloud of green smoke. He started to physically felt like he was melting into the ship. He woke up however long later and he was in Florida in a port in Florida and didn't remember anything that happened. was so confused, whatever. Then woke up again and was back in Philadelphia on the USS Eldridge. But when he comes off the ship, he's extremely traumatized because during that stent of the ship leaving, they're disappearing in in Philadelphia and going to Florida and then back to Philadelphia. Apparently he jumped in time and he remembers going forward in time into like 2175 and he's with these futuristic doctors where he just like, what's the word I want? Not evaporated, but formed in, in, in open air and was sitting there and the doctors were like, you just appeared here. What is your name? Blah, blah, blah. And then he went back in time to around like 2075 and, you know, same type of experience. Then he went further back in time to like 18 something. And then he ended up in the present, like 19, uh, I guess it would have been like 40 something on the back at the USS Eldridge in Philadelphia. And the government basically took him in because he's clearly a liability I guess brainwashed him and then gave him a new identity, which was Al Balik. Sent, told him, you know, about what his whole life has been, gave him a full backstory and sent him on his way to start his new life. And so he came out with this account and like started telling everyone about his experience on the um, Philadelphia experiment, you know, what happened to him finding out through past life regression. And it's just a really crazy, crazy story. Yeah, and I think that part, like, where Al Balik and Edward Cameron comes in, that was, like, kind of, like, the craziest part for me, too, because, yeah. like, he does describe, um, like, his experiences within each of those mm-hmm. years that you described, and he actually had a partner with him, mm-hmm. another guy who was on the ship with him, was with him each time they were time go- traveled, time traveling, yeah. So, like, he said he kept waking up and looking over at his friend who was, like, on USS Eldridge with mm-hmm. him. And, um, you know, he kind of described how the the world looked in, like, 2175 yeah. and, like, all of the different technologies that they oh, had. Uh, yeah. And they actually, in one of them, he had, like, a full, like, two years mm-hmm. there. Like, this wasn't just, like, he remembers actually, like, living and yeah. having a life, like, in these areas. Carlos explains that watching the U.S. the Philadelphia experiment happen from the outside, that the um, ship disappeared and then reappeared about 15 minutes later. Right. And in those 15 minutes, Edward, or Edward Cameron, yes, or Al Balick, time traveled throughout all these times and stayed there for a significant amount of times. Yeah. So like, and that's like kind of where the like, you know, parallel universes kind of gets involved. And there were, so like getting into what you said, like, uh, Carl Allen said, Mm -hmm. there are like confirmed items related Mm -hmm. to this. So like, I just want to make that clear that some of the stuff more conspiracy-esque but what has been confirmed is that the USS Eldridge was at the Philadelphia Navy Yard Mm -hmm. and then hours later after all this incident happened it was also confirmed that the USS Eldridge was in Virginia Mm -hmm. at the dock in Virginia which is it 
how you yeah. know what I mean like again because technically U.S. Aldridge popped back up in Philadelphia yeah. and was currently there during that day mm-hmm. so that was like one thing confirmed and then the other thing which is why the Philadelphia Experiment movie took off so big and why this is one of like the biggest conspiracy theories and like mm-hmm. people say it's one of the scariest conspiracy theories yeah. out there too I think because it's like has some truth in it yeah um the government made 127 copies of the book that was sent to them with all of the inscriptions in there. Why do, would they care that much yeah. if it was just some crazy guy writing in inscriptions? And, like, the whole idea behind, obviously, that book and what the inscriptions was, like, time travel and aliens. And we're, as a society, so much been like, oh, that's bullshit. It's fake. Why is the, like, top exact highest security clearance CIA members in the USS government so concerned with this book and trying to find out who wrote it and, or like, wrote, you know, obviously the, in the margins, mm-hmm. wrote the notes, the letters, everything like that. Why are they so concerned? Yeah. And also the other thing um, that I thought was really interesting was Al Balick, Edward Cameron, you know, whatever you want to call him by. He notes that when he jumped in time to 2175, that that's where he was for two years. And he said that um, the entire world was run by a computer system is kind of what he said by an outside force. And it's similar to what we would um, explain now today as artificial intelligence, which I think is very, very interesting. And I think if you buy into this story you kind of have to buy into all of it because it all connects and that's if that's the case that's very interesting that that um that that's what he saw and that's what's going on supposedly in 2175 which none of us will live to see but I just find that interesting also the other point that I think is interesting is um when they were doing research in this Edward Cameron obviously um or Al Balick who that's what you know was born 1927 yeah. his like government you know, government given, given name life. yeah when they did research it is it was found true that there was an edward cameron yeah on the uss eldridge in the navy who was born in 1916 yeah. and that's just a really crazy thing to know or make up um and so there is a lot of like evidence to back up some of these points at least evidence that is capable of yeah. you know showing at least and i think um, i remember hearing too that like edward cameron in again if we're thinking parallel timelines in this timeline mm-hmm. where al Balick is describing everything that happened to him Edward Cameron did have his own life and family mm-hmm. here as well. And so that was kind of like a definitely point of contention where like his family, because I don't think Edward Cameron was alive when all of this was going down. Like, I don't think they ever met each other technically. Yeah, no, no, no. He had since passed, mm-hmm. but um, they were talking about, you know, like his family kind of was like, you know, that I don't want you to like talk about our dad like that. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think that like this happened, yada, yada, but it still rings true mm-hmm. that Edward Cameron did die. It did exist mm-hmm. and it exists the way Al Balick said it was. Yeah. Um, it's just like a really wild story. Um, I just, I thought it, obviously we're from Philadelphia. So I thought it was um, a good one to touch on. I had never heard about this. Till you I had either. Today. And I will say, so I was telling my roommate Morgan and um, her cousin, my friend Tamara, 
we were sitting down the one night and we're like, let's watch a movie. And they were like, I'm like in the mood, like a crime type thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, let's watch the Philadelphia Experiment. I still need to do some research on like for our podcast episode, like this will be good just to see like what was put out in the media. And I was like, let's watch it. And they were like, okay, cool. I like explain the whole synopsis of the story to them. So I go on Amazon and it's free on Amazon. I went in to watch it. We watched maybe six minutes of the movie. Don't watch it. It's God fucking awful. Like, wasn't there a few renditions? Too, there though? are, but I like the original, the original Philadelphia Experiment is what we watched. That's what Al Balick watched that made him remember everything. Yeah. Um. So that was the one that was like the big to do. It's terrible. So I'm just like giving you forewarning. If you want to watch it, it is god awful. I thought it was going to be like a documentary, but no, it's literally a like rendition movie about what happened at the Philadelphia experiment, the government like hiding it, everything like that. It's so bad. The acting's terrible. Um, so I'm just putting it out there that that uh, I, I wouldn't watch the movie. It's not yeah. good. It came um, out in 1984. Is that the first original yes. one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, granted, you know, CGI, things like that weren't necessarily advanced, but it just got awful. Yeah. So after that was a fail, we watched six minutes and they were like, I got to be honest, Anna Maria, I don't know if I can watch this. And I was like, I don't want to watch it either. Fair. That's <laughs> when we found um, the wild crime, wild crime that I uh recommended in our uh October obsession uh episode but so yeah don't watch the movie um (laughs) but it is really interesting you can find a lot of YouTube videos talking about the Philadelphia experiment I know um Ashley Flowers did a supernatural episode about it there's other podcast episodes about it as well um but we just thought it was a kind of a spooky spooky tale and let's let's see do you believe it Laura I don't fully believe it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the second half of it is hard to it's believe. It's hard to wrap your head around for sure. Just because, again, like that part's not confirmed, uh-huh. but I do think something happened. Yeah. And it's something enough that the US government obviously cared about. Mm-hmm. So that makes me believe that, you know, what went down, something yeah. went down. I So I'm like, I'm like, lukewarm about it it definitely gave me chills when I first was like researching about it and like looking into it and it is a lot of weird coincidence so Anna let me ask you do you believe that this is true I think I'm a believer yeah I think I want it to be true so that's why I'm a believer like I'm very much like if I'm like oh this is juicy I want it to happen I'll be like no but you know yeah um I don't know I think it'd be cool if, yeah, you know, I mean, it pisses me off that the U.S. government is holding out on us. Yeah. But time travel, I would love to believe that it's a real thing. It makes me want, like, a job in the government I so know. I can know all of these things. Right? I just want to know, like, people who have, like, in the CIA are doing investigative research and have, like, the highest security clearances are privy to, like, the toppest, most top secrets of the government and the world. How do you get to that position yeah. what do you what what does your resume look like well it's also like how do you keep those types of secrets like oh even, oh if could I you was look, up there like could you imagine they'd be like Lauren don't tell anyone and, and I'd be like okay everyone but my best friend right like, I'd, I'd, be like, I'd be like Lauren I'd be like you listen I'd come home. don't tell anyone <laughs> I'd be like I, I have a pretty small low-key podcast <laughs> it's it won't blow up guys <laughs> it won't blow up I like there's definitely some sort of like Something. Uh, something that you have to go yeah. through to make sure you're not like a 
a tattletale or like you know a, a gossiper i it yeah. could not be me let me no. tell you could not that'd be a job i'd be terrible at but it blows my mind like yeah. just to have all that information to know like how can you know that stuff and not be like bursting at the steams to like tell someone right no i know i i think i think it's interesting that and that's what kind of makes me believe that some of this has isn't true yeah has validity to it right because like I would think like there would be confirmation somewhere like you know what I mean yeah. like I to me and again it might not be the right way to think but I'm like if it's out there like we can confirm like let where is the confirmation from people because like if the government truly knew about it wouldn't we know but like I know that's not the case yeah but that's why I get like back and forth about conspiracy theories especially related to government because I'm yeah. like you can't really hide things like that very easily. I know, but if you have the ability to change, like fully give someone a new life, yeah, and make it look, make them look like they've gone missing without a trace, it's not that hard to get away with things. Yeah, and I fully believe they have that capability. Like I think, I think the public's mindset about where we are in technology and how things are going is centuries behind, maybe not centuries, but for sure decades behind what the USS government knows and look at me sounding like a conspiracy theorist, but I do. And also I just like, I feel like all of the um, statements and stuff to kind of debunk what happened. There's just too many coincidences, coincidences playing part at the same time for me to be like, believe it, you know? Right. Like this, I can wrap my mind around this actually being a real thing easier than it is for me to believe all of the coincidences that would have to play in part at the same time for this to be fake. Right. So I'm a believer, 100%. Well, good news for you. Conspiracy talk is not over. Not week. over at all. We will be back on Wednesday with another episode on our favorite conspiracy theories as well as some of your favorite conspiracy theories. Yes, we're going to be doing like little dives into a few types of conspiracy. So this was like one big deep dive, mm -hmm. one big story for you to get off your Halloween week mm -hmm. started right. And then we're going to talk about some of our favorites. So mm -hmm. And these ones, I have passionate thoughts about. Oh, so. same. <laughs> we'll be back with more <laughs> for you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Girl Vibes Only podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and stick around for more every Monday morning. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Girl Vibes Only. That's G-R-L Vibes Only. To stay up to date on our latest content and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. T-T-Y-L-X-O-X-O, -X -O, Girl Vibes Only.